0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I am so excited to introduce our guest today. She is a sports executive turned career coach and consultant. She has 15 years of experience working for three major league teams, including the Boston Red Sox, Los Angeles Dodgers, and Chicago Cubs in the fan engagement department. She turned her love for transforming fan experiences at games to transforming young professionals into sports industry leaders. Welcome, Jahan Blake. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to have you. Jahan and I have kind of been in touch from the beginning of Women Changing the Game when I first started. I remember we featured you as a Woman of the Week. Um, yeah, that was so cool. Thank you for doing that. I do remember that. So if you remember her from there, now we finally have her on the pod, which is exciting. And she even has her own podcast called Game of Her Own. Tell us about that and how the podcast has been for you because you've been putting out some great episodes. Yeah, thank you. Um, You know, it's funny, when I started my own
1: business, everyone kept saying, starting your own business is hard. Starting your own business is hard. And it was usually white men. And so I just kind of was like, well... I took it as a critique to my expertise. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And so I was like, whatever, I'm not listening to you. So I started my own business. And then I was like, wow, this is really hard. It has nothing to do with your expertise. It's all the things that you don't know that you don't know. And I immediately was like, I need, I need support. I need friends that are all my friends work in sports and entertainment, right? All of my network, my, you know, my allies, they're all in, they're working for somebody. And so I thought, you know, I got to find a n- different group. And I found this podcast. Um, it's called Biz Chicks. They spell um, chicks with an X. So biz chicks. And I was driving home from Florida with my husband and driving to Chicago. I mean, you know, it's a long time in the car. So I was driving. So I got to pick what we listened to. And I put on this podcast that I stumbled on and I listened to ice where maybe. 40 episodes, like obsessed. And so like, I went back all the way to the beginning and just listened to everything she had to say. And it's all about female entrepreneurs and running a six figure business. And I just was like, this is what I needed. I'm like, I'm so glad I found this at the very beginning of starting my own business. And I was like, you know what? I really wish this existed when I started out working for, you know, a team. Like all of this information that I, the things I didn't know would have been so helpful, especially when I started 20 years ago. There was no Instagram, no, no Instagram yet. Facebook, like you had to still be in college to have Facebook. Like it was different. Yeah. So there was no social media connection. LinkedIn was really stiff and different than it is now. And so I was like, I really wish that this existed. So I was like, I'm going to start my own podcast. And this will be my way to give back to the community because I can't, I can't mentor everybody. Otherwise I would never, I wouldn't be able to put food on the table. Right. So I'm like, I can't mentor everybody. Here's my way to give back. And that's why I started the game of her own podcast. And I focus on women who work in sports You'd be surprised about how many men email me to get on the podcast, Um, but it's about- Honestly,
0: same. Yeah, right? You're just like, did
1: you not see what the title? No, okay. Um, But like, I mean, yours starts with it. It says women, like, come on, like, get get with it. Um, But yeah, so, you know, I focus on women who work in sports. I, you know, it started off focusing on the executive level, director and above. Um, But lately I'm finding some great- stories of young professionals who have just also been through a lot just because their title is coordinator doesn't mean that they haven't they don't have a great story and great experience and great lessons learned to share with us so it's really inspiring it's really motivating Um, yesterday's episode that I recorded last night um, I honestly was like down in the dumps just burnt out tired and so I get on and I'm ready and this woman Hollis Brown her podcast episode like literally lifted me up like wow. she talked the whole time, like she was, her answers were on and I was like, Ooh, I don't know if anyone else needed this episode, but I needed this episode. For sure. <laughs> so, That's how I feel yeah. a lot
0: with my podcast is having the women on. It's really for, you know, girls in the sports industry and women wanting to better themselves. But I find that I take this advice and learn so much just for myself that I'm like, yeah. this is even a session for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that was one of the
1: biggest surprises about starting the podcast because I was thinking about everybody else. Mm -hmm. And what they would get out of it. And I was thinking about the mechanics behind it and how I was going to do it and how I was going to produce it. And then, you know, after a couple episodes, I was like, huh, I'm starting to feel a shift. You know, I'm starting to feel stronger when I already thought I was, I didn't even realize like, I can even feel stronger by listening to these stories that people have to share.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's amazing that you found inspiration in another podcast and you kind of flipped it around to how it could relate to you and what you're passionate about. I kind of found that for me with YouTube, I was watching YouTube videos of people talking about their expertise and I wanted to turn it into something that I was passionate about, except in podcast form. And I think we probably have somewhat similar audiences. So everyone Mm -hmm. after this episode, go check out Jahan's podcast game of her own and her website. And it's a perfect place to just get that advice or help you might want in the sports industry. So congrats to you for just staying consistent with it also.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um,
0: but it's it's awesome to see someone else have a passion for helping young professionals in the industry and I'm curious where that passion started for you. I know you kind of talked about you got that inspiration from the podcast, but you've had titles in the industry from manager to director. So where was the turning point of wanting to switch over to be a career coach and not be specifically in the with teens anymore? Yeah. I, you know,
1: it's, it's hard for, for me. I always, knew, let me say it this way. I don't like having a boss. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll start there. Yeah. So it's very difficult for me when I do find one that I like, I latch on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm very, you know, I'm very loyal in that sense where I'm like, Oh, okay. You get me, but it, that's not easy to find. And for somebody who wants to continue to grow and is continuously thinking about what's next, you know, while still crushing my current job, but I'm always thinking about what's next. You know, your boss can't always come with you to your next place. You usually follow a boss, but like, it doesn't work the other way around. So I think for me, I knew that I would eventually start my own business. Um, I'm putting in all these, you know, when I'm working for a team, I'm putting in all these hours and I love it. I'm having, you know, the time in my life, but I I was like, you know, at some point I'm going to want to slow down, or I'm just going to want to work this hard and put the money directly into my pocket, (laughs) you know, working a 70 hour week. And, you know, I don't really, it's sports, you you don't get paid as much, especially in a non-revenue generating department that I worked in. So there's no big bonuses for sales and stuff like that. So I knew that I'd eventually want to move on. And uh, when I did, I wanted to do the same work that I was doing, the fan experience work. And so how can I take, you know, frontline staff, like large, massive staff and make sure they're aligned to the, you know, team's brand promise. Like that work to me seemed very easy and common sense, but it's, it's not for everybody. And so I was like, oh, well, there's my niche. I can help people. Uh, and so that's when I launched my business. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I really miss people coming to my office. I miss, I'm still getting phone calls from former employees asking for help navigating things. And I thought, well, I think I'll just, I, it's my business. I can do whatever I literally can do whatever I want. As long as I could put food on the table, pay my bills, I could do whatever I want. So I decided to start a coaching side of my business. And um, when I sent out a few emails to like test the market, I had one person right back. She's like, "I always said I wish Jahan would start her own coaching business because I would hire her." That's and awesome. she, she, yeah, and she immediately hired me. Um, I was like, "Why didn't you tell me this earlier?" <laughs>
0: Would have started this years ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: why did you give me that? Like, I just didn't see it, and it was right in front of my face. Um, and it was just for me, it's just to be able to give back, but in a formal way. Um, so different from the podcast where I could really customize and help women get to where they want to go. And I specifically like to work with women who. I don't want to say this to sound like I'm not being inclusive, but who go through things that I've gone through. For example, people who deal with anxiety, people who deal with depression, people who deal with self-doubt where it consumes you and slows down your career trajectory. So, you know, you're good, but you have these moments where you just can't get out of that hole
0: Mm -hmm. and you
1: get in your own way. Um, And it's harder to deal with all of the obstacles because of that. So for me, I want to help people find their voice, Mm -hmm. find their footing and help them get to where they're going. Because in my mind, if they don't, it's going to be such a waste. Every single client I talk to, I'm like, oh my God, if she doesn't go do this, like she's going to change the world. every kind of thing. You're going to change the world. You're going to change the world. Like you're, you know what I mean? Okay. You're going to change your organization at least. Let's start there. And I'm just so, so I want to help them get beyond what, um, whatever obstacles in their way. It's different for everybody.
0: Yeah. That's so great to see. And that's great that you put an emphasis on somebody who maybe has anxiety or deals with mental health issues, because I feel like, it's such a big thing right now that we're putting more focus on that. And it's so important to do that because that's just gonna make us better at what we do in work. Um, and and this might be a question now for someone who feels stuck where they are and maybe is g- going through something mentally with their job. So I'm gonna ask you for you mentally and the organizations you were with, how is that change of moving on handled and any advice for somebody maybe who is in baseball and wants to move to basketball or is in sales and wants to move events and they're, they have anxiety about switching and just making that huge switch. And they're nervous to tell their employer or they're nervous what it's going to do for them. What advice do you have for them?
1: Yeah. So let me make sure I understand you correctly um, before I start down the whole story. Uh, So you're really asking what what do? You, how should? Let's see. How should women handle trying to move up or trying to move on? Yeah. Like how do they handle? Like, what advice would I give them? Did I get that right?
0: Yes. All
1: um, right. Here's where I find a lot of people miss this step. Mm-hmm. And it's such an obvious step, and so we get so caught up in the narrative, like I'm going to be a strong woman. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to go and, you know, work for another team. Cause this team is, a, is mistreating me. Okay. Well, what do you want? Where do you want to go? Oh, I don't know. Well, okay. So let's take us like, take us like slow down. Maybe you have some anxiety cause you don't know where you, what you want, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to have the answer, but you have to know, you have to be very clear on what matters most to you. hmm and like what you want to go after. It could be a couple of things. You and I were just talking about some of the things you were thinking about, like your career. So it can, it doesn't have to be one defined perfect answer but you have to have a strong sense of who you are, be very self-aware and know where you wanna go. And then you can put a plan together to get there. And so I always recommend that people write it down. Not everyone journals, I get it. So if you don't wanna call it a journal, just call it a notebook where you put notes that's fine. <laughs> like call it whatever internally, you
0: want. I personally. <laughs>
1: yes. Everyone's different. And so I, have some clients who are like, I'm not doing that. I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. okay,
1: I just put in your phone then. Right. But you have to do, you have to get clear on what matters most to you. Um, I actually have a workbook that I give clients and non-clients, and I'm happy to share it with you and I'm happy to share it with your audience. They can just download it and work through it and just think about what they want. So then when they go to move, they know what to ask for, they know what to fight for. And it just alleviates some of the anxiety that comes along with it.
0: So did you go through anything that um, was hard for you to move, like from to coaching and consulting from the team? Or were your managers or people above you like, why are you leaving? Or was it hard in that sense?
1: No, it was, it wasn't hard. It was hard for me to leave, um, the comfort, the comfort of the paycheck, Mm -hmm. the comfort of my friends, the Mm -hmm. comfort of having that rhythm and flow in a sense, like, you know, 81 home games, like, you know, like I still, to this day take off all-star break, like and I still to this day take off, um, two weeks between Christmas and New Year's. Cause that's what we do in baseball. And so I'm used to it this year. I'm actually working all-star. So it's kind of funny, but mm-hmm. I normally like those dates are in my head. Cause I, I was in it for so long mm-hmm. that I'm just so, used. so those are the things it was comfort that I was afraid to leave. Uh, and when I left, I was fine and then I was kind of like a little kid in a candy store and was like texting my husband let's meet for lunch and then I'd have a glass of wine or two you know what I mean and I'm like wait I'm supposed to be working how <laughs> <laughs> did this you know what I mean like and I made fr- summer for like happy hours and I'd meet my girlfriend at like one um on a Friday no one like I don't need I don't taking the
0: freedom
1: an <laughs> yes I sure did like I always had the tv on like I don't need Kathy Lee and Hoda like Sports Center or whatever, or, you know, The Herd with Callan Coward, Coward, fine, that's good in the background. I don't need Kathy Lee and Hoda. I mean, they're not even on anymore. That's how far back we're talking. That, like, turn off the TV. So I did get, like, I did go a little crazy at first. And then that was the hard part for me. Like, there was no more structure. And I've had structure since I I was a, you know, young kid on the soccer team. And then all of a sudden that was gone. And I was like, I'm going to do what I want. And then I had to, I had to reign it in and put some boundaries around myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's honestly funny. But speaking of structure and um, change, actually, you went from the Red Sox to the Dodgers to the Chicago Cubs. And I want to talk about moving states and how that was, why mm-hmm. that was that you did that. If there was for a specific reason, whether it was for you, for or an organization, for money, um, and just, those are big changes because those are completely yeah. different states. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you nailed it. It was all of the, all three things that you said. Um, I I knew it was time to leave the, what I learned about myself at the Red Sox is I love coming in, making change. I don't like maintaining it. I find it really um, boring. I wanted a new challenge. I would like to move. I do have the itch to move right now, like present day, but um, interest rates are making me stay where I am. <laughs> So I guess we'll stay put for a while, but like, I like to move around. And so, um, you know, with the Red Sox, I was like, I think it's time. That was the hardest one to leave. I, I sobbed through my going away, like party speech and my friends were shocked. They were like, are you, dude, you, you all right? Like I couldn't, I could not even talk. And um, that was the hardest one to leave. I really loved um, my experience there and I loved the people so much. Uh, so that was hard to leave, but I wanted to move up. And I wanted a bigger title. I wanted more money. I wanted more responsibility. I wanted more of the pit in my stomach, if you will, right? Um, And I wasn't getting that anymore. So I left and I followed my boss's boss to the Dodgers. Uh, We were there for about a year and made some strides. And I found out for the first time ever, probably the last time, that, uh, that the president of our company was fired via TMZ that's how I found out
0: okay (laughs) wow
1: yeah the husband gave I mean talk about LA I mean we couldn't be any more stereotypical so the husband gave a letter sent a letter to her and um that's how we all found out I remember crowding in my office and everyone's like we're like what what does this mean and what that meant was everybody that she brought in on her like we'll call it Team Jamie. Mm-hmm. Jamie's her name. Everyone that she brought in got fired. Wow. Like right. Like so I didn't even realize I was looking at a letter that really was like a death sentence for me too in terms of my career at the Dodgers. Wow. So they fired about 12, 12 to 15 of us in one day. Um, and it was I, I have great memories from that time. I know people don't say that about getting fired, but I it was actually really fun. <laughs> it's not I what am- I It it wasn't what I wanted. Let me be clear. But we actually had a lot of fun together. We were in LA in the winter, unemployed, but a talented group of people trying to figure out what was next.
0: And to be unemployed in that way, it's just such a shock that you're like, okay, how did this just happen? But we're going to work through it. So how did you get through that and face that challenge that kind of hit you randomly almost. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And at first I didn't know it was just, I, my last name's Blake. So I think I got called first to the principal's office. I'm doing yeah. air quotes for everybody, but like, I kind of went home and I just was like, well, shit, I just moved out here. They did not pay for me to move out there. So I was like, I just wasted so much money. I just called my, you know, my mom and my dad. And they were like, you know, I, I have a privilege where I know that I'm, I'm going to be okay, right? Like, I know that, like, I have that safety net that I never want to use, but I have it. And so, you know, I called them and they're like, okay, what do you need? A computer? Okay, we'll get you a computer. And like, you know, they just helped me immediately went into parenting mode and helped. And then I slowly found out that, like, everybody got fired as you went down the list of the alphabet. And so, um, you know, we all we all got together that night. I'm a big proponent of this. So, anybody who gets fired, has a bad performance review, whatever, go out and shake it off. So, do what you need to do. For me, then I was in my 20s, no, I was in my 30s. I was in my early 30s. And so, we all went out and drank a lot of alcohol. (laughs) And we had a really, really fun night. Um, And I that's a night I will never forget. I just remember sitting around the table. We're at a really nice restaurant, like Beverly Hills or something. Like it was just, it was just so crazy. And then, but it was so much fun. And then the next day it was like, all right, no more poor me. Like what's next. And I I started to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need a couple more days, that's fine. Right. But like, for me, I just was like, all right, I'm mad, but I, 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 this is my career. So what's next? And I'm staying in sports. So what's next? And it's just, you know, we would gather at my, um, boss's place, my old boss from the Red Sox. He lived in Malibu. We'd gather at his house and look for jobs together and hang out on the beach. Like, it was just, again, the scene that like, now that I'm telling it to you, I'm kind of like, Oh, I don't really feel bad for me. Um, and we would hang out and somebody texted me, um, somebody who worked for MLB texted me and said, uh, the, sent me an article, uh, by Tom Ricketts and the owner of the Cubs. And it said that he wanted, it quoted him saying he wanted to hire a chief hospitality officer. And I remember looking at my old Dodgers boss, who's at sea level. And I go, God, can I do that? And he goes, yes. And I was like, and the rest is history. So I reached out to the Cubs. There was no job description. There was no anything. I was like, you don't know me, but you need me. And, um, about, three weeks later, I had a job and was moving to Chicago.
0: That sounds like honestly, the best layoff you could have. Um,
1: It really was. It really was. And let me be clear. It was a firing. It was not even a layoff. Layoff, I feel like (laughs) gives you better, like, oh, the company wasn't doing well. So I didn't make the cut, but like, it was a, they straight up fired me.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But way to work through that challenge and then go for that chief officer position and just have the confidence to be like, you need me, I'm coming in, like, just have that confidence yeah. in yourself to move on to that next position and get it within a timely manner. So congrats to you for getting through that and just, yeah, away. and um, I'm sure it changed you and made you better.
1: Yeah. But- yeah. It was nice to have supportive friends, right? Like that was That was huge. A supportive family and supportive friends who were going through the same thing, but we were all so positive, right? I'm sure we all had our moments, but like the general, you know, theme going around was like, we're going to find something else. We're all talented. Let's go figure out what it is.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think especially in sports, having that great support system is the most important thing you can have just to get through everything that you go through. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want to get into coaching. Um, Let us detail more about, you know, coaching young entrepreneurs, young people in the sports industry. What does that entail to hop on a call with you or to get a one-on-one and just get your help? What's your main goal out of it?
1: Yeah. So my main goal, you know, I I focus on, I I have some male clients, but I focus primarily on women in sports who are working um, for a team, an agency, you know, anything in sports and entertainment, anything where it's really male driven as well. And I try, my goal is to help them get to where they want to be. I walk alongside of them and help them. So to give you a sense, you know, people will call me and we have a, an easy like twenty minute call. It's free. Like just call me and we can talk about what you're going through and if it's the right fit for us to work together. Um, I think that's really important because I people have called me and I'm like I don't know that I'm the right fit. I don't know that those are my you know um, my area of expertise. So I really want to focus on what I'm good at. I want to you know I want to be able to help people. And so anybody who is looking for that sort of job transition right? Looking for a new job. Looking for a new job is a full-time job
0: Mm -hmm. and you
1: already have one, right? And so putting that strategy together, that's one area. Working through all of mindset challenges. So self-doubt, imposter syndrome, anxiety, things that are impacting you at work and people don't necessarily know what's impacting you, but you know, and you kind of keep it to yourself, right? Um, How do you get out from underneath there and shine in the way that you should? Um, and do it in a way that's authentic to you and makes you feel good. Uh, and so I give them, you know, everybody customized programs or customized strategies, I should say. Uh, and then what are the other areas? Oh, my fun areas are the, the internal politics. So we don't, we, we've always done it this way, right? So we have these Gen Zs and millennials are going into these companies and are like, I, you hired me to make change, but you're not letting me. So helping women navigate those conversations and how to have them and how to get people on your side, how to lead through influence when you don't have a high title, but you're held accountable for these programs. And you have these roadblocks that are usually men in your way that have been there forever.
0: For sure. I feel like yeah. a lot of people go into organizations where they say, we want you to bring about change. We want you to bring new ideas. You come to the table with a new idea and it's shut down. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's awesome that you, you work through that and you try to find the best approach for that because that's definitely a thing that happens.
1: Yeah, it's really hard. And so that's, and that's the beauty of my programs too. It's, you can sign up for a one month, a three month or six month. Right. And it all depends on the work that we need to get done, but whatever program you sign up, this is my favorite part is you have unlimited access to me. So you can text me, you can send me emails. No one calls anymore because we don't do that, but like you can send, you know what I mean? Like we have a whole Trello project management board that we use for the time that we're together. And then we have our, you know, hour long sessions where we like get to work.
0: Yeah, well, that's great what you're doing. And what has been your favorite part about all of it? And what have you gotten, you know, most out of it?
1: I would say my favorite part is just the change, like the transformation. I get so much energy from watching or helping and supporting others get to where they want to get. And I just love the, the, gosh, the hard work that they put in. Everybody like puts in such hard, like they are very passionate about it. When we get on those calls and we come up with a plan, they're like checking in with me. I did this, I did this. I didn't do this. I'm stuck here. Can you help me? And like just being able to walk alongside them and support them because everything you need, you have inside of you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need support to help get it out, right? And help get your, get out of your own way, I like to say. And so it's just so great when they can finally see what I see in them and what others see in them. I think I would say that is my favorite part.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you just need that extra push. So mm-hmm. I want to jump into your brain, um, on the coaching side of things for those just starting out in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say maybe are best qualities that you want to have when you're just starting out? What are, what are those things that employees are going to look for?
1: It's a really good question. I, and these are questions I struggle with because I don't do a one size fits all approach right. in any, right? Like I just, I never took to it when I was coming up and like, it was, that made it hard for me. I, and then sometimes I would try to conform and that made it hard for me. So I, it's gotta be, you have to know what matters most to you. You have to know what you want to do and why you're doing the work that you're going to do, like that you're signing up for. I think that's really important. Self-awareness is key. Being authentic to yourself is, is key. So it's hard to stay true to yourself. Like you go in and you're like working these crazy hours and like, you think you have to do all that, but if that's not what you want to do, that's okay. You just have to be honest with yourself. And I think the biggest thing I would The biggest piece of advice I would give those that are just coming in, don't be afraid to communicate with your manager about what you need to do your best work. So, for me, I'm a morning person. So, don't give me busy work in the morning. That's when you want me to do any strategy, any like brainstorming, any putting together like a comprehensive, complex plan. I like to do that in the morning. Right. You know, I like to. yeah, exactly. Like I like to check in with my manager once a week. Well, I don't have one now, but I want to check in once a week to make sure I'm on track, right? Am, am, I, am I meeting the goals? Am I? In, and those can be 15 minute check-ins. They do not have to, they should be face-to-face or Zoom, um, but you should 100% have face time with your manager to make sure you're on track. But I think the most important thing is self-awareness. That's, that's the key, that's the start. Um, for you, um, for young professionals, or I'm about to teach a workshop for um, CEOs of small to mid-sized businesses. Same thing. That's what I'm going, like, that's what I'm going to teach them. You have to have self-awareness in order to be a good leader.
0: That's awesome that you're going to teach a class for CEOs. That's so cool. I know. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I would be excited. Um, but yeah, I feel like it changes different for every person. You know, it just depends on who the person is, what their work ethic is like. You know, whether you're a morning person or afternoon person. I agree with you. I think I get things done better in the morning, especially creatively. So a lot of people differ in that. And I'd like to ask you because you seem to be a role model for a lot of people in the industry. Do you have any role models or people you've looked up to in the industry? You know,
1: when I was younger, I didn't think she was very cool, but now I'm like obsessed with my mom. <laughs> like, you know, like when you're younger, you're like, mom, you know, whatever. But then like the black cars would come pick her up and like then you start to realize more of what's going on in the world, like, oh, you're in the eighties and the nineties, and you were a woman and you are a black woman who is like kill like that's hard to do right so I would say for me while my mom doesn't work in sports and entertainment uh, my mother is certainly um, a big influence on me and also uh, my father who started his own business Um, again not in the sports industry but those two things seeing the courage that they they have shown throughout their entire lives um, and raising four children in a very very tricky let's call it that tricky world you know it's um in complex world I by far they just are and have always been my role models
0: that's awesome to hear and just so great to have support of your family it's so important like I said especially in this industry okay so I'm gonna leave it off with just a final piece of advice from you for women in the sports industry
1: Ooh, final piece. Of, that's really hard for me to just give one. <laughs> so, I would just say it, I, and then go back to what I said earlier, um, is being clear on what matters most to you. There's a lot of narratives out there, a lot of rhetoric about this, that women need to be here. Well, okay, I, I think they're all great. And they're so easy to latch onto because people make these great reels. And you know what I mean? Like they're on TikTok or wherever you are. And you're like, yeah, I want to be like that. Take a minute take a break, but what do you really want? What's important to you? What matters most to you? And then come up with a plan to go attack it and come up with what the obstacles are that might get in your way and come up with a plan to attack that. I think that's the most important thing is shutting out all the noise and just listening to yourself to figure out how you want to move forward in the world.
0: I love that. That's the perfect advice. All right. Well, thank you, Jahan, for coming on. I love getting your advice. I'm sure all our listeners did as well. And it has been great talking with you and just having you on finally.
1: (laughs) Yes. I'm so glad to spend this time with you. And I love all of the work that you're doing um, with your podcast as well. So it has been an honor to spend some time on your podcast.
0: Well, thank you. And where can we keep up with you? Um, your podcast, your Instagram, your consulting business.
1: Yeah. So, okay. I'll give you the rundown. I will, um, for the the worksheet I was talking about, um, you can go to um, jahanblake.com slash clear. Uh, and so that people can download it there if they'd like to use that, since that was a theme throughout this podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. uh at jahan blake you can find me on linkedin at jahan blake uh website jahanblake.com all the things and you can send me a message if you've heard this episode and just say hi um whatever love to hear from you guys
0: thank you so much again we will be sure to check you out and thank you again we'll see you next time on women changing the game
1: thank you